Welcome to the Food Intelligence Podcast brought to you by TasteWise. My name is Ron, and today I have joining me Rachel Yelconi. Uh, we are coming fresh off of Alternative Protein Month, and now we're kind of opening it up to other exciting topics of conversations. One of them, of course, is all things plant-based. We kind of touched on this last month, but we really wanted to dig into it a bit deeper uh, this month with our very first guest, Rachel So Rachel is the founder and co-CEO of My Air Food Tech. Uh, My Air Food Tech is, um, as they describe it, the future of personalized, functional, and data-driven smart nutrition, so very near and dear to our hearts here at TasteWise. Rachel is a food and pharma expert, a former C-level executive with a proven track record in uh, creating revolutionary consumer goods. She served as the VP of Marketing at Teva Pharmaceuticals. She was a business manager at Nestle and a marketing manager at at, uh, Strauss Group. Um, Rachel has um, a profound leadership background of over 20 years of hands-on experience managing companies, initiating strategic processes and products uh, in the uh, food and pharmaceutical space. Um, And she played a leading role bringing new products to fruition over her entire career. Rachel, thank you so much for joining us today. It's my pleasure, Ron. Thank you so much for inviting me. I love what you're doing with TasteWise. Yeah. Um, So... We usually we start with uh, a bit of background kind of to learn about what uh, brought you here, but I'd like to specifically understand um, how your kind of career trajectory over, you know, pretty much the last 20 years have led you to what my air is doing, because I think it's um, we talked a little bit about before we started recording the show why I think it's exciting, but uh, I'd love to understand how your career in both pharmaceuticals and uh, food and beverage led you into this area that uh, specifically that you're operating in. So how did you get here and what does Meyer do? Okay, so actually, you know me. I mean, I come in from 20 years in corporate. I was, you know, the perfect corporate girl. I started in uh, in Brussels, Belgium after my MBA, working for the European Union, doing consultancy for Nestle, fell in love with the food industry. So this is the first sign. And then I worked for Strauss Group and for Nestle and for Teva. And during my career, you know, I always uh, had a hectic lifestyle. Uh, Three kids, being a caregiver to my uh, parents, the sandwich generation, as we all uh, know it. And um, suddenly, you know, at at my last uh, position mainly, uh, I felt that chronic stress is something that actually damaging all of our lives. I talked with my colleagues. And most of them told me that this is their main issue. And I started to learn a bit. And I learned that 75% of the U.S. population uh, declared that they suffer from chronic stress. And you know that before COVID, the World Health Organization declared that chronic stress is the pandemic of our era. And then arrived another small pandemic. And stress levels are even higher. So it's just amazing that when COVID just hit, all of us were stressed because of, you know, the uncertainty. And now coming back to the new normal, we see many researchers that saying that people are terrified and stressed because of coming back to, you know, to work from the office, to commune, uh, to having the same uh, stressful lives again. So stress is always with us. And I'm talking about chronic stress, not anxiety. 
And what I learned is that we should manage our stress as if it was our dietary routine or sports routine. And I try to manage my stress through meditation and mindfulness, and I gloriously failed because changing behavior is so complex. And if you want to change behavior, the best way to do it is to take a new habit and to attach it to a current habit that you really love to do. And actually one of the best habits that we all have and we all love to do is eating. So this is why my heir believes that through healthy, functional, personalized nutrition, we can improve lives and improve well-being. And this is what we offer. So that was my, uh, you know, uh, background a bit. And I uh, found when I worked uh, at my last position at pharmaceuticals, I met Dr. Gilevitos from the Technion. He told me about an interesting research that he's doing with adaptogens. Uh, adaptogens are botanic extracts. Uh, they are existing in 20,000 different super plants. Uh, the, the most common adaptogen is coffee, caffeine. And it affects our mood. And uh, we discovered that different formulations of adaptogens create different effects on our mood. So based on that discovery, based on clinical research, 5,000 patients, we started to, to learn how to develop Meyer functional formulations. And this is actually what we have in our bars. So this is the first use case. Imagine once a month, you get a box with tasty and healthy nutrition bars. Each one of them have components of adaptogens formulations proven to reduce stress and tailored to your specific stress effects. Right. So the, the product itself is the nutritional bars with the kind of the mission, the purpose of, um, of reducing stress. Exactly. We do a smart food solution. We combine mm -hmm. between two parts of science, the science of formulations, adaptogenic mm -hmm. formulations, super plants, and the science of big data. The option that we uh, give our consumers to personalize and get their mix of bars that are relevant to their stress effects. So it's a hybrid solution because I believe that the next generation of food is not going to be only functional. It's going to be personalized as well. So, you know, 20 years ago, the food industry was all about taking out all the baddies, you know, less oil, less salt, less sugar. That, that were actually my KPIs from Nestle. And then going forward, it went to the second generation of food, which is functional food. So let's take Activia or Actimel, food that works for me, protein bars. Yeah. And the third generation of food, the future, is going to be both food that works for me, food for mood, and tailored to my specific profile. Because one yeah. size does not fit all. It's... Um... It's uh, amazing that you say that. I think that it's amazing how you got to see the evolution of the food industry throughout these uh, different positions. Our CEO, Alon, um, which of course you know, um, has um, participated in a few uh, panels uh, recently, and he's going to be on um, a roundtable for a Future Food Tech uh, pretty soon, where they're talking about uh, certifications, and they're talking about the, the claims that are um, being made by um, consumer packaged goods uh, products. And one thing that he said on a recent panel that I really love, and I think um, 
kind of touches on this is how data is the new ingredient in uh, in our diet in uh, like you said in our personalized nutrition um, so I uh, I know that uh, you have like you said, a technology platform as well as the actual product. Um, something that I've seen all over your website is, uh, and I also can see on your, your Zoom background, is the app. Um, so can you tell me a little bit about that? How do you tie the stress management from the technology perspective to the product itself? Sure. So, I mean, I totally agree with Alon and his uh, background in technology uh, is definitely relevant here as well, probably. Because, you know, that um, data is the currency of everything. And we live in the age of data. That's not secret. And five years ago, you know, when I wanted to go home from work, I would never open a map, right? I know the way. I don't need a map. And cut to now, it is unheard of not to open GPS when I want to go home because, you know, data and Google and, and Waze, of course, they know better. So five years from now, it's going to be um, exactly the same uh, for food. And maybe now it's a bit confusing and we don't really understand, but, but personalized nutrition has already started to be very vivid uh, as platforms. So there are uh, personalization platforms coming from your DNA, from your uh, biomarkers. And what we are doing, is we take physiological data and psychological data. So the physiological data, we source it from smartwatches. Do you have a smartwatch? I don't see it. No. Uh, I don't. <laughs> actually, I don't. I did, I did just um, get my, uh, my wife um, an Apple Watch. Uh, I'm, personally, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm on my phone all the time. So I feel like having it on my wrist will make me even like, more connected. So I'm a little scared of it. But, uh, yeah, but you I can reconnect the WhatsApp and emails and just track your health. And I'm sure you will do it you know, in mm -hmm. the future, because it will be beneficial for, for your preventative health. You know, coming from yeah. China, I can tell you the digital health is, you know, based on all that kind of uh, machines. It might be the wearables, it might be Aura Ring, it might be any different source of data that actually take your data, monitor you on an ongoing basis and transfer the data to your doctor. And then your health is based on preventative health and not, you know, due to some, you know, difficulties. So yeah. what we are doing, we're taking 80K data points per day from wearables like Garmin, for example. We take a heart rate ability, HR sleep quality, body battery and, and more, 80K, as I said. And we combine that physiological data with psychological data. And the psychological data we take from questionnaires. You can find them in our website, in the app. When, when you are our consumer, we ask you questions and we combine your answers with your physiological data. And why is that important? The answer for that came from Professor uh, Daniela Koffer, who works with us. She's uh, the Dean of the Biologic Faculty in Berkeley. She's a stress researcher within the last 20 years. And what Professor Koffer told us when we built the algorithm is that talking about chronic stress, mind and body are relevant uh, and uh, not only on the same way, but the, the psychological data is even more crucial than the physiological data, the subjective uh, feeling for you about yourself. 
and it's kind of relate to other you know cns central nervous system uh, conditions like pain you know that there is mm-hmm. no golden standard for pain if you god forbid go to the doctor say you're in pain he will ask you please scale me from one to ten how much pain do you feel right and if yeah. you say ten he will give you opioids if you say five he will give you parts the all so mm-hmm. the same goes with stress and it's a bit more even complicated uh, because our stress you know it derived and shift based on our life and as we um measure it and our subjective feelings are very uh, relevant to what we need to do about it so we collect big data and we do it from that two sources and that enable us to create a signal processing platform that give you the best mix of bars that you should eat so mm-hmm. there are more than 1700 different options and each one of our consumers get his own mix and it might shift from month to month so Based on the research that we conducted with Garmin, we discovered that each one of us has two main stress effects that are more dominant than the other. For example, stress affects me mainly at night on my sleep and in the morning on my focus. But we have users that in the research we discovered that stress affects them mainly on their energetic levels or on their calmness in the morning or, or their ability to go to sleep or create mm-hmm. muscle tension. So our algorithm can dictate from your answers and from your physiological data what should be the best mix for you. What are your two main stress effects? And this is what mm-hmm. you want. And I, it, I, love the, I love the focus on you know, how, how stress is impacting you because this is not trying to get into like where is stress coming from because it can come from all different sources and can come from work it can come from family um, or you know a million different things that ha- that are happening in our lives but this is more okay let's let's operate under the base assumption that all of us are currently under a lot of stress how is that stress impacting you in your daily life when in your day do you need the most help um, identifying that and then tailoring something that is very specific to that. Exactly. Something that we that we found that, that I think is uh, relevant and, and fascinating um, is just like you said, that pre-pandemic, um, things like uh, two things that are very much closely tied together, which are stress relief and immunity, um, were very important pre-pandemic, but sort of catapulted into what we call like a mainstream trend uh, during the pandemic. And we always talk about the importance of consumer motivations. And we always talk about how the underlying consumer motivation is really the underlying force behind any trend. Um, and an example of that is we saw, of course, the need for both uh, immunity and stress relief as consumer motivations really skyrocket during COVID. Um, and those were driven by things like wanting to recreate lost experiences or being um, scared for your own personal health. We also saw that uh, the concern for sustainability for planetary health decreased during uh, COVID while the worry for personal health understandably increased, right? Uh, And you had fascinating trends that were able to um, answer those consumer needs. So for example, 
uh, recreating like grazing boxes was one that we're talking about all the time because I've, I pers- I always like if, uh, if if this is not your first time listening to the podcast then you've heard me use this example before but I remember that last year on my wife's birthday I was supposed to take her to a vineyard um, and obviously everything was closed here in Israel and and mostly in everywhere in the world so I got off of uh, someone off of Instagram I got this massive grazing box this like picnic uh brunch basket um and i yeah arranged like our balcony to like try to recreate the whole like vineyard experience and then obviously i posted a picture on instagram about it because that's how life is um but uh, (laughs) yeah that's i guess what it means to be uh, a millennial right now yeah so uh and, and I was, uh, and this was before, oh no, this was actually, now that I'm thinking of it, this was uh, right after I started working for TasteWise. And right uh, through that time, I understood, okay, this is really just um, representative of a much larger phenomenon. So I think it's uh, the, the whole kind of intersection of stress relief, immunity, and the trends that enter these consumer motivations is, is fascinating. Um, do you feel that personalized nutrition um, do you see that as a movement in our like food and beverage industry right now? Or do you see that as another one of these trends answering a consumer motivation, which is, you know, things like immunity and stress relief? A great question, because, you know, for us, COVID was, it's not really politically correct to say, but for us, it was a bless because mm-hmm. stress levels just jumped. People started to understand they, they need to manage their well-being and live healthier life, eat less junk food. And, the, you know, the search for uh, functional plants, botanic extracts, adaptogens are just like, wow, booming, mm-hmm. uh, flying. And we saw it in ourselves. Uh, hey, you know, we were lucky enough to be ready to, to you know, with, with our products already, some of them at least. And we got to out of stock so fast because people were looking for the right solution. And mm-hmm. I believe that COVID really sharpened the understanding that we are what we eat. And if we can manage our sports and, you know, count steps, we should manage our well-being and stress is part of it, a very important part. And the conversation about balancing yourself, you know, helping your body heal himself started to raise, to rise. So I I don't see it as, you know, um, a small trend or something that uh, is going to to vanish because, you know, COVID is is with us, but we uh, learned everything about chronic stress before COVID even. And I believe that all the trend of talking about functional food and plant-based food and the idea that people want to reduce their drugs uh, is going to increase more and more. And, you know, again, coming from pharma, I learned that, you know, I, I did back then a research for the board and I discovered that people in the U.S., they perceive pharma companies as if they are tobacco companies so harmful and you know that 75 percent of the population prefer not to take drugs and to replace their drugs with healthy uh, food and uh, uh, 
One of the challenges in, in the pharma industry is adherence. People start to take, you know, pills, even dietary supplements, let's say vitamins, or I could take my formulations and extract them, extract the plants and put it in a pill, capsule that, right? Yeah. But I didn't want to do it because I wanted our consumers to have the solution is part of their food. So instead of just eating a um, kind bar or Lara bar or taking now three different pills or uh, waking up every morning and start to extract uh, 10 different super plants in order to make your you know, uh, formulation, we give a hassle-free solution. So you just have your very tasty and healthy bar and that's it. Um, so yeah. first... Functional food, definitely, definitely the future. Second, the personalization part and the idea that we, you know, we are different, we need to tailor our food to our own body uh, is something to be, you know, we, we need to learn more. We need to have more data and we're going to, to have more data. And um, quantitative self-movement is rising. And of course, you know, now the penetration rates of, you know, wearables are not so high. Even you don't have it yet. <laughs> uh, but, you know, we're building a startup for the future. So so I want to ask more specifically about uh, the the bars themselves. Uh, so first, I love the, the color coding. Um, so each bar, so I'm looking at uh, on the website. So we have calm green, comfortable blue, energetic pink, focused yellow, relaxed purple, and sleepy gray. So I'm, uh, if I'm understanding it right, so each bar kind of is uh, functional to a specific purpose, whether that is helping you sleep, helping you relax, helping you uh, focus. Um, can you tell me a little bit about the process that you go through when you're developing a, a new one so for example um how do you choose the mix of ingredients to achieve a certain outcome so let's uh take it uh, for focused yellow as an example it says it has uh nuts green oats and uh, myers adaptogens so can you tell me a little bit about um your process internally as much as you can share about how did you arrive at that combination sure so first, the six main effects of chronic stress are coming uh, from the DSM, the Bible of psychology. So you yep. know, coming from the psychological theories, we work with the psychologicals, with the, we have in our team, uh, psychiatrists and sci scientists from, from that area of behavioral psychology. And the six main effects of stress are based on the research that we conducted and the, the DSM. So today, if, you know, for example, stress affects you and harm your sleep or your focus or energetic levels, and you will come to the doctor and you will say, I have this problem and this problem, he will probably give you Ciprolex, Xanax, SSRI, whatever. What we offer is, of course, before that, to take um, uh, the, the personalized assessment to understand what are your two main stress effects and get your own mix. We have each one of these formulations in two different levels, high level and medium level. So we have 12 different formulations and we have uh, three different flavors that we developed. Now in the website, you can see only two, uh, mm -hmm. but we have another one uh, that we're going to launch soon. So there are 36 different options of bars that you can eat that are tailored to your own uh, stress effects. 
And the process is very easy. You go to a website, you do the test, you discover what are the two main stress effects that are relevant to you. Uh, you get a box with these uh, bars. If you have a watch, you can connect your watch. If you don't have a smartwatch, you can get a Garmin watch from us for free when you buy three months MyAir because we have a strategic partnership with Garmin because we conducted lots of clinical research with them. And we proved mm-hmm. together uh, that 73% of users decrease stress eating up Maya bars, 84% of them increase sleep quality. Uh, so based on that great uh, results, uh, we, we have a strategic partnership with them. And then every month you get your own bars. When we want to develop a new bar, so it's um, it's actually has two dimensions. One dimension is of course the flavor. Okay, may may it be the the dates based, uh, may it be the um, uh, the cacao uh, based, may it be banana pecan based, whatever. And the other uh, dimension is of course the formulation, the functional plants that we're going to use. So in terms of the dimension of the flavor, uh, here taste rice, for example, is a good example for a good source to learn from. And I'm tracking, you know, all the consumer insights platform and I found your platform amazing uh, because you can see that, you know, learning from the taste of consumers right now, uh, you can gain some data, but it's not enough. And it's very important to understand what is the future a choice would be for the consumer. So that's in terms of of the flavor itself. Uh, By the way, now we are talking about nutrition bars, but we have in our portfolio other categories uh, in the pipeline. Uh, For example, chocolate or healthy cookies, or it might be tea in the future, drinks. So the nutrition Mm -hmm. bars are the first uh, use case, of course. The other part is the functional super plants. And here it's only based on clinical research. So we have our team of scientists uh, that work uh, on different super plants that we always uh, research. Uh, We have plenty of super plants in our pipeline and they're all now uh, in research in order to understand who who gives the best uh, benefit for the consumer. And then when we create the formulation itself, um, we test the formulation as a whole because different uh, percentages of different adaptogens create different effect on the moon. It's based on the theoretical uh, platform of biopharmacy, which means one plus one equal three, which means if you add a certain formulation um, in, in, in a certain percentage of one adaptogen, for example, uh, lemonin, okay, coming from lemon, and you add it to um, another uh, adaptogen coming from hops plant or ginseng, whatever, the different percentages between them are very important in order to create the, the right halo effect. And this is uh, what our scientific team is doing. Yeah, no, that's... Um... That sounds uh, incredible. So you, w- when you're kind of looking, I don't know, five, 10 years into the future, then you don't see Meyer as a company for nutritional bars, but you see it more as a personalized nutrition company, right? Uh, we are a smart food company. Uh, mm-hmm. Our business is mainly R&D and the marketing. But mm-hmm. what we are building is platform to... Uh, at the end of the day, use smart nutrition in order to offer you better well-being. So we use the food 
as the best vehicle ever to change behavior is to have, you know, better lifestyle. So instead of, you know, uh, I don't know, taking drugs or doing other activities that are, you know, might be very difficult, we help you to combine that change in your life to upgrade your well-being through food in a way that is hassle-free. From your experiences, both uh, working for some of the world's largest CPGs and now kind of running, we could call it like a, a, a smaller CPG um, of, of your own right now. Um, do you feel this market uh, that you're selling in right now, um, does it seem oversaturated or does it seem open um, in terms of your ability to take a brand new consumer packaged goods to market. I don't know exactly how your uh, go-to-market looks like today. I don't know. You mentioned um, selling it on a monthly basis. I don't know if you're doing, you know, uh, like uh, the aforementioned kind bars that you can get in like mini retail solutions at coffee shops or at retail. Um, I'm assuming that uh, is is part of your plan. But um, you entered the market how long ago? How long ago did you actually start selling? Uh, f- six months, something like that. But we haven't officially launched yet. We we are selling, mm-hmm. but we yeah. you know we are selling, and we actually started to sell much sooner than we planned because of yeah. you know COVID demand. We just created a few tests, you know, online, and it just boomed. So we had to meet the demand. But officially, we haven't launched yet. But we do sell in the U.S. Mm-hmm. e-commerce. We have fulfillment center in New York. And everything is online. And actually, COVID here helped us again because you know that online se- online sales boomed from 10% to 30% mm-hmm. in six months. It's like, you know, decades in weeks of yeah. change. And that really helped us. You know, 30% of, uh, of food now is, is online and it's going to be 50% soon, I, I believe, by next year. Uh, we do believe that the online platforms uh, enable us the personalization, the big data, and uh, you know, one-on-one connect with the consumer, which is so important. And this is uh, our first channel. And we have other channels that we're going to launch uh, in the near future. And this initial surge of uh, 10% to 30%, uh, was that fueled by, uh, by targeted ads or just by kind of organic online presence? This trend is not our trend, is the market, the online mm-hmm. sales in the US. Our activity is very, very small online mm-hmm. activities. Yeah, but they enable us now to get thousands and thousands of consumers already in the US and to get their feedback, uh, to, to research them. 72% of them um, demonstrated stress reduction and it correlates with the 73% of, of the research. Um, actually, even companies buy our products to their employees because they're at home, you know, so they wanted to find an engaging way and not just to send them another bottle of wine. Yeah. So, or, or, you know, another Zoom uh, free way to do uh, Zumba classes, you know, while you're home. So, for example, even Garmin bought Meyer bars to their employees in the U.S., and all of Garmin employees in the U.S. got Meyer bars, their personalized boxes to their home. And that was actually the best research ever for us because mm-hmm. 80% of Garmin employees, they have the watch. So we could yeah. take the data 
one year before they ate my air bars and use our solution and compare it to what happened when they consume my air. 80% of them decreased their stress. It was unbelievable, amazing results. And we got, you know, lots of very, very positive uh, feedback from Garmin executive team. And now we are going to publish this uh, research. Professor Goffer from Berkeley is now, you know, summarize all the results. So we are in a phase, you know, that every uh, new touch point consumer uh, is a great uh, panel for research for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, we have lots of uh, new things and channels that we're going to launch soon. That's amazing. How do you measure stress reduction when you say that 80% of, um, of them reduced stress, which sounds you know, incredible? Um, is that measured through questionnaires? Not only physiological <laughs> and uh, psychological, mind and body. So we uh, uh, compare the physiological data. For example, HRV, heart rate variability, is a very good measurement for stress. But there mm-hmm. are others, like say the sleep duration, the quality of sleep, um, the body battery, the energetic levels, HR, uh, and more and more. So we compare all that uh, physiological data before and after and psychological data, questionnaires as well. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's amazing. I mean, I think this is, I don't think I've ever heard a better example of the intersection between uh, your personal your personal nutrition and data science, right? This is, I think, such an amazing example of it. So back to kind of my original question of, um, as a new CPG entering the market, um, obviously snacking as a, um, ah, as sorry, a general... Saturated. Yeah, I mean, you know that... <laughs> 10 years ago, when I was the CEO of the snacks division in Nestle, so when I went abroad, you know, and my the first thing I'm doing is going to, you know, the supermarket. Yep. And so I go uh, to the supermarkets and I find the aisles and the aisles of chips and chips and chips and chips. And now we, uh, when you will go to the supermarket, you will find the aisles of bars and bars. But what is interesting is still today, and I just came back uh, two days ago from... from long, long uh, uh, trip to, to New York because I had to, to be with my team there. And, you know, it's amazing that there are plenty of bars, but uh, there's nothing to talk about super plants or adaptogens yet. Mm-hmm. And the protein bars is huge. And all the exercise of the protein bars and RX bars that created an amazing business, $600 million exit after five years or so, it's because they understood that people want to have hassle-free, healthy solution and replace their drugs, their protein powders, and put it mm-hmm. in bars. So the bars... A category is booming, is saturated, mm-hmm. but you can take this as a red ocean, or you can take it as a blue ocean because you ride, I ride on the on on the wave of you know the big um, um, growth of of the bars industry, and with my solution, with our solution, is very innovative and give you real, real added value. I mean, our, our products are very healthy, clean label, vegan, gluten-free, no added sugar, and uh, all these adaptogenic research-based uh, adaptogens in it, and the personalization solution. So since we give 
real, real added value. I, I believe that this is why we face this high demand. And I always believe that we, you know, as, as corporates or brands or marketeers, we always need to bring some real, real uh, reason to believe to the consumer uh, that will benefit him. Otherwise, you know, we shouldn't do, we shouldn't launch anything. Yeah, it's a combination of uh, actually creating real value that is easy to understand what that value is, that you don't have to do hours and hours and hours of research, that you can just trust this team of scientists that is making this thing for you. Um, with making that value easy to find on a supermarket aisle, because uh, one of the or online, because one of the things that we see uh, just coming up again and again is really the importance of uh, a very specific audience uh, segmented claims. So for example, uh, this just like a fun fact that doesn't really have anything to do with this conversation, but like one of my favorite things to come out of uh, some recent research, we know that millennial beer lovers are turning to hard seltzer as a gluten-free alternative to beer. Um, so that uh, in itself is something that you can use in your marketing and your claims. Um, but then if you do have a hard seltzer product, and you have an actual claim on the packaging calling it out to be a gluten-free alternative to beer, you will catch that um, slice of the audience that is specifically looking for it and will make the purchase. And we often see this uh, when you have a like generic uh, versus branded version of, uh, of the same product, like when a supermarket will have their own version of a branded product. Uh, maybe generic is not the right term, um, but uh, but I think you know kind of what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. yeah, so we see uh, that the importance of the, uh, of the claim uh, becomes very, very apparent in those situations. So if, just like you said, you have like an ocean of uh, nutritional bars, but it makes it very, very clear on the actual packaging that this bar serves a very niche audience or an audience that doesn't have to be small, but the audience that is specifically looking for stress relief and super plants and personalized nutrition and all of that is called out very specifically on uh, on the packaging. You're just making it very easier for me, you know, to, to pick that thing out. Um, if I'm looking... Uh, at that, or if I'm looking, you know, at uh, like a chocolate bar or really kind of anything else out there. I agree. Um, I mean, we are now at the phase of, you know, even before the official launch, and we are looking for, you know, key opinion leaders and early adapters that have hectic lifestyle and mm -hmm. they want to have a very well-being, you know, life. And they measure most of what they're doing, because if you measure it, you can manage it. They believe, you know, like I believe in my business that KPIs are important. Yep. Uh, and uh, this audience, they find us very easily um, online because, you know, it's very easy when you search something uh, to get to, to the right result. Uh, mm -hmm. And we are, you know, packed with science and research uh, on everything that we're doing. I'm, you know, believe that the compliant way and uh, the functionality should be based on research. Um, and this is why, you know, I, I tend to, to think that, you know, even if you go to a saturated market like, you know, bars, yeah. um, the, the big question would be, which kind of added value you're going to offer and if it's a strong one so you will win yeah 
that's uh, I think that's a powerful message for both you know the big players playing in these markets as well as uh, as the new ones. Um, I think that the same principles of marketing, um, you know, that uh, that good marketing doesn't feel like marketing and it feels like something that uh, that is uh, just genuinely valuable for you. Um, and I think a good example of that is recipes, you know, in, in the food and beverage space. So, so recipes are marketing because recipes are the way you insert yourself into your consumer's lifestyle and the way that you make uh, the consumption frequency higher and easier for specific products, right? Um, and a good recipe is easier to find when it calls out very specifically the thing that uh, you're trying to solve with it. So even we so we see incredible differences, and this is just you know true in any search engine optimization, um, you know philosophy that uh, that you'll come across. But even you know in COVID you're at home, your kids are at home, you're maybe if you're like me, you're used to them having their lunch and daycare. Um, and all of a sudden, you need to make lunch for them every day, you want to make something that's nutritional, something that's good, but also something that's quick, because you're working. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, when something is tailored as specifically for um, quick, easy and healthy lunch for toddlers, for working parents, like, as specific as you get, and the same is true for uh, for the packages themselves. Um, is there anything that uh, any message that you'd like to send either to to consumers or to our audience, which is mostly uh, folks from the food and beverage industry, from both uh, companies big and small uh, that are listening to this about this kind of um, we, I guess we can call it like a revolution in the bar industry and also in personalized nutrition. Is there um, something you'd like to to use this platform to communicate? Um, I think that we all as a food tech area, um, you know, it, it's a very, it's the biggest industry and maybe the oldest one. So we try to invent ourselves all the time and bring added value to the consumer. And I believe uh, that our mission is to use food and nutrition as a, the best tool uh, for health. And, you know, when, when you talk about health and talk about even do a Google research, what is health, you will find that 90% of the pictures would be food. Mm -hmm. So we have the ability um, really to empower millions to take control of their health through healthier nutrition. So let's do that. Join us, you know, and, and let's use data. Let's use, you know, the technology that enable us to, enable us to tailor food to the consumer needs and let's use super plants instead of drugs. And we have, you know, the ability to do that now. So just, you know, let's do that together. Yeah, that's amazing. All right. So Rachel, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, the Food Intelligence Podcast is produced by Ophir Nagar and edited by Daniel Gal. Thank you so much for the amazing team that helps us uh, make this happen every every single week. Um, I want to quickly remind everybody that a lot of the topics that we covered today, a lot of the things that we talked about, um, whether that is plant-based or superfoods or uh, snacking in general, uh, you can go on to tastewise.io right now and research all of those for free with our free edition. 
um, our free edition is about to get, uh, depending on when you're listening to this, it's about to get a massive, massive overhaul. Uh, so if you do sign up for it now, and again, it's not a trial, it's a, a free product uh, that uh, you're welcome to use. Um, you're going to get some uh, extra features in there when we uh, do launch the, um, the new version of it. So um, kind of a win-win situation. Uh, so once again, Rachel, thank you so much for your time. Thank you, um, everyone. My pleasure. And hopefully, hopefully we'll see you again on the podcast soon. Thank you.